maybe the best thing about Five Nights at Freddy's is that it's movie title accurate because they do in fact spend five nights at Freddy's. Can't fault it there. Well, welcome everyone to Feelin' Film. I'm your host, Aaron White, and I bring you weekly new release reviews that are simple, short, and spoiler-free. In this episode, we're going to talk about the movie Five Nights at Freddy's, coming from Universal Pictures. It stars Josh Hutcherson, Elizabeth Lale, Piper Rubio, Mary Stuart Masterson, and Matthew Lillard. It is directed by Emma Tammy, and it is written by Emma Tammy, Scott Cawthon, Seth Kudabak, Chris Lee Hill, and Tyler McIntyre, and based on the video game franchise Five Nights at Freddy's by Scott Cawthon. Cinematography is by Lynn Moncrief. It is edited by Andrew Westman and William Paley, and music is by the Newton Brothers. It runs 109 minutes and is rated PG-13 for strong violent content, bloody images, and language. What's it about? Mike Schmidt, a troubled security guard, accepts a nighttime job at Freddy Fazbear's Pizza, a once successful but now abandoned family entertainment center where he discovers its four animatronic mascots, Freddy Fazbear, Bonnie, Chica, and Foxy, move and kill anyone that is still there after midnight. So since I'm a gamer myself, I thought I would start off this review by just telling you what my relationship to the FNAF franchise is. I really don't have one. I have one experience with the game itself. It occurred about nine years ago when I was doing some Let's Play video uploads on Twitch and YouTube, and my kids suckered me into playing this game one dark night so that they could watch me because they thought it would be funny to see me get scared. So the main gameplay of the majority of the games in this series is really just this. You are in a security room at the pizza place and you're checking the monitors, making sure the power stays on and slowly, spookily, these creatures are coming closer and closer to your room trying to get you. You're trying to survive. That's really all there is to it. It's not that deep. It's not that fun, and I don't know how or why it became the phenomenon that it has, but this game has an incredible mega fandom behind it. In fact, there is an immense amount of lore that I was mostly unfamiliar with before sitting in the theater waiting for this movie to start, and I now understand where it is that some people are coming to when they go to see this. thing is... You can have nostalgia for anything. There are plenty of video game franchises that I myself have nostalgia for and geek out over every little detail in a way that most people would never care about. Things like the Uncharted franchise, I can pick out every little reference to a particular game that wasn't the main storyline or to the specific clothing colors that someone was wearing. All sorts of little things. That's how the people that were in the theater with me for tonight's preview screening of Five Nights at Freddy's were coming to this movie. And I think if you are that deep of a fan that you've watched hours and hours of lore videos on YouTube, 
and you're invested in whether or not there's cameos for some of your favorite YouTubers, which there may be, then you're the kind of person that is going to pick this apart in a good way. You're going to enjoy every little Easter egg that it's chocked full of. For those of us like me who don't have that reference for this particular IP, I'm just looking at it as, is it a good movie and is it giving me what I kind of expected? I thought we were going to get something like a slasher, right? Where it's like the gameplay and there's these creatures, they're coming at me, it's progressively scarier, they're killing things along the way. That's really not what this is. This movie is actually about 75% trauma drama <laughs> and 25% in the pizzeria with the animatronics doing fun or creepy things. It's a weird tonal mix that just didn't work for me. I've been told that lore-wise, a lot of what goes on here is very accurate, but there's an element of supernaturalism to this that just does not at all work for me. I found it to be completely ridiculous and dumb in a way that is not entertaining because it's never explained away. It's just sort of thrown out there as this is reality it's really weird just accept it and I don't do well with that kind of stuff and so if you're like me you probably are going to find yourself at an arm's length with this material as well I also really didn't care for the whole trauma storyline of this main character who is trying to get past the fact that when he was young his brother was abducted during a family camping trip he is dealing with this, carrying this pain with him. He is trying to raise his younger sister and struggling to do that, be a responsible adult, can't hold down a job. He is completely obsessed with dream theory that he's going to be able to figure out who kidnapped his brother by continually dreaming about it until the point where he finally sees that person and is able to solve this and locate this you know, long lost sibling after all these years. And so just the heaviness of that and those constant flashbacks, it just didn't jive well for me with the kind of jokey nature and the silliness of the animatronics, which are fun. The idea of this, the premise of Five Nights at Freddy's is cool. If you grew up in the 80s, especially, which this is set back in the late 80s, early 90s, they still use cassette tapes and VCRs, for example. The idea of Chuck E. Cheese coming alive and trying to kill you is funny. It's it's kind of, I guess, in a way, scary. But I don't think that they didn't get a job of this. It's never that scary in the film. Even the jump scares, which this entire game series is basically known for and built around, are pretty lackluster and don't really get the blood pressure going at all. There's not really any blood to speak of. There's only one interesting kill and it's shot from far off and in the complete dark. So there's like a shadow of what is taking place for the most part there. And it, it just is not interesting. It's not engaging. There's no one element of this that like sets it apart for me or like takes it up a notch. I thought the performances were from, you know, serviceable to outright campy in a way that, again, I couldn't enjoy because we're trying to marry this super serious personal drama 
with this ridiculous, absolutely insane idea of sentient animatronic characters that kill people when they come into the pizzeria for whatever reasons that are definitely explained in the film. Whether or not that's to a satisfying conclusion or not will be for you to determine, but for me, it didn't work. I'll also say that Matthew Lillard is in this movie. He shows up a couple times. I think that his inclusion is a clear ploy to sucker in the old head scream fans like myself because his acting in this is kind of over the top in a very scream-esque character way back to what he got famous for that loud wild kind of characterization that's what he's playing here and, and I think that it is intentional trying to draw in an age group that is not the normal target audience for this franchise people like my age who don't play video games at all and even me who played a lot of video games we're not the ones who got obsessed with this but you got to get us in the theater somehow so you put Matthew Lillard in there and hopefully you're able to you know sucker a few of us into watching this too positives uh really good sound design i thought that that was on point and that's a big feature of the game so they nailed that there are a few chuckle worthy jokes in here i did laugh a couple of times i think that the animatronic characters look great just the design of them the actual like physical uh, creation of what they are and how they move and especially how their facial expressions work is accurate to the experience I had when I played the game my one time and I, I liked that a lot and thankfully it's short it still feels long <laughs> at a little over an hour and a half but it is short one other thing to note for those of you who are super fans there is a mid-credits scene I couldn't tell you how important it is if it has anything to do with lore or if it's just a little easter egg but there's a funny moment that happens so stick around for a couple extra minutes and you'll get to experience that as well so for me five nights at freddy's is really a complete miss and didn't enjoy myself i didn't hate watch this i just was so impartial to it and so uninterested but those around me the people that were there and again completely invested in this lore and obsessed with it people who are wearing the t-shirts who brought home created Five Nights at Freddy's puppets and dolls and and who were just geeking out at times when certain people would show up on screen. I've felt that for other things. And so I understand it. And so I want you to know that if you're coming to it with that perspective, you're probably going to have a much better time with this movie than I did. But if you're like me, this is a total skip. 100%. It's not just a fun, universal horror film like some of the ones we've gotten in the past, like a Megan or a Cocaine Bear, things of that nature. I don't even know if Megan is universal. I think it is. But movies like that, this is not anywhere near as entertaining as those, in my opinion. Five Nights at Freddy's will be both in theaters and streaming on Peacock at the same time on October 27th. Well, that's it for this episode. I hope you've enjoyed it, and I hope I've helped you make your decision, because that's my goal here each and every time I do a review. Thank you, as always, for listening or watching. Please like, subscribe, share the channel and podcast with your friends. Leave us a positive five-star review and some kind words. Or seek me out on social media and let's chat about what you think about this film once you get a chance to see it. I'll be back soon. Until then, keep watching and keep feeling film.